ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so we are now beginning باب التيمم قال رحمه الله باب التيمم لما فرغ المؤلف رحمه الله من ذكر الأحاديث الواردة في الوضوء والاغتسال بالماء ناسب أن يذكر بعدها الطهارة بالتراب So this is a chapter of the tayammum Tayammum which we will explain regarding it now through these ahadith but as you are all aware that is the purification without the usage of water but rather the usage of uh, soil or something of that nature which replaces the water. And the reason why the author has mentioned this chapter here now is because we have just finished speaking about purification with water. Whether that's the wudu or it's the ghusl, the minor impurity, major impurity, we've just been speaking about making the various acts of purification with water. Now, it is suitable therefore to mention what to do if that water is not available or if it is available, but for some reason you are not able to use it, then how do you make your purification? So that is what will be spoken about here now, that you use the soil uh, in place of the water to make that purification, i.e. via tayammum. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Qur'an the two types of purification with water in Surah Al-Ma'idah. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا قُمْتُمْ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ فَاغْسِلُوا وُجُوهَكُمْ وَأَيْدِيَكُمْ إِلَى الْمَرَافِقِ وَامْسَحُوا بِرُؤُوسِكُمْ وَأَرْجُلَكُمْ إِلَى الْكَعْبَيْنِ وَإِن كُنْتُمْ جُنُبًا فَاتَّهَّرُوا In this ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, O oh, you who believe, when you stand to pray, then wash your faces and your hands up to your elbows, your arms up to your elbows, and wipe off your heads and wash your feet up to the ankles, and if you are in a state of janaba, then purify yourselves also. That is regarding the minor impurity and the major impurity. Both of them are mentioned there. Wudu and janaba. Then also Allah mentions, وَإِن كُنْتُمْ مَرْضَىٰ أَوْ عَلَىٰ سَفَرٍ أَوْ جَاءَ أَحَدٌ مِّنْكُمْ مِّنَ الْغَائِطِ أَوْ لَامَسْتُمُ النِّسَاءِ فَلَمْ تَجِدُوا مَا أَنْ فَتَيَمَّمُوا سَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا that if you are ill, or you are upon a journey, or one of you is overcome by having to uh, relieve the call of nature, uh, or you have touched the women, uh, the intercourse, and you do not find any water, then you can make the tayammum uh, and wipe over your heads and upon your hands. So that is mentioning the tayammum in that ayah also. Uh, similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned it in Surah An-Nisa. وَذَكَرَهُمَا أَيْضًا فِي آيَةِ النِّسَاء فِي قَوْلِهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَقْرَبُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَأَنْتُمْ سُكَارًا حَتَّى تَعْلَمُوا مَا تَقُولُونَ وَلَا جُنُبًا إِلَّا عَابِرِي سَبِيلٍ حَتَّى تَغْتَسِلُوا وَإِن كُنْتُمْ مَرْضَىٰ أَوْ عَلَىٰ سَفَرٍ أَوْ جَاءَ أَحَدٌ مِّنْكُمْ مِّنَ الْغَائِطِ أَوْ لَامَسْتُمُ النِّسَاءَ فَلَمْ تَجِدُوا مَاءً فَتَيَمَّمُوا سَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا فَامْسَحُوا بِوُجُوهِكُمْ وَأَيْدِيكُمْ 
So it's similar that towards the end of the ayah it mentions that if you do not find water, then you can use the Sa'id, which we are going to speak about in the explanation as it comes. So these are the ayat of the Qur'an in Surah Al-Ma'idah, in Surah Al-Nisa, which explain and mention the issue of the tayammum. So that is something that is mentioned in the Qur'an. And of course there are many ahadith that we will look at too. Uh, and those ahadith, they are explanations of what is mentioned in the Qur'an. The Qur'an speaks about how to do tayammum generally. Then the ahadith, they are going to be explanations, explanations and clarifications of what this tayammum is and how it is to be done. So firstly, what is the word tayammum mean? What does tayammum mean? At-tayammum fi al-lugha huwa al-qasdu ila al-shay. تقول تيمم كذا إذا قصده وتيمم البيت وتيمم المسجد يعني قصده تيمم in the linguistic meaning of it it refers to intending to go to a place to having some objective in mind having some goal that you are heading towards so a person for example you could say تيمم البيت meaning he intended that house and he desired to go to that house and he was making his way towards that house. That is what it means linguistically. Islamically though, in the legislation, in the sharia, أَمَّا التَّيَمُّمْ فِي الشَّرْءِ فَمَعْنَاهُ إِسْتِعْمَالُ التُّرَابِ عَلَى الْوَجْهِ وَالْكَفَّيْنِ بِصِفَةٍ مَخْصُوصًا بَيَّنَهَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ Islamically, it is to use the turab, the soil, uh, upon the face and upon the hands, in a manner, a specific manner that the Prophet ﷺ has explained to us. There's a specific way to use that soil or dirt on the hands, on the face, uh, in a manner specific to how the Prophet ﷺ taught us. And this is from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the creation. It is from the mercy of Allah that the religion has been made with this uh, space within it with this uh, possibility of an alternative within it but if a person was not able to find water or he did not have the ability to use water for some reason then he is able to do this tayammum in place of that so that is from the mercy of Allah upon the people just like Allah said in the Quran ما يريد الله ليجعل عليكم من حرج ولكن يريد ليطهركم وليتم نعمته عليكم لعلكم تشكرون that Allah doesn't want to place any burden or difficulty or hardship upon you, but rather He wishes to purify you and to complete His blessing upon you so that you might be grateful to Him and thank Him. So these are from the blessings of Allah and from the mercy of Allah that this tayammum is a possibility for the one who does not find water or is unable to use water for some reason. So what is the first hadith in this chapter? An Jabir ibn Abdullah. رضي الله عنهما أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال أعطيت خمسا لم يعطهن أحد قبلي نصرت بالرعب مصيرة شهر وجعلت لي الأرض مسجدا وطهورا فأيما رجل أدركته الصلاة فليصلي This is the hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah رضي الله عنهما and it is the most authentic 
it is the most authentic narration within this particular uh, field, within this aspect of the tayammum, regarding the tayammum, then this is the most uh, uh, specific or rather the most authentic narration regarding it. So hadith Jabir, wa huwa awwal hadith dhakarahu al-musannif, wa asahhu hadith fi hadha al-bab. Anna al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal, and the hadith we mentioned it, ولكن المصنف اقتصر على أول الحديث وهو محل الشاهد. Here the author only mentioned the beginning of the hadith. The full hadith. أعطيت خمسا لم يعطهن نبي قبلي نصرت بالرعب مصيرة شهر وجعلت لي الأرض مسجدا وطهورا فأيما رجل أدركت الصلاة فليصلي وأحلت لي الغنائم ولم تحل أحد قبلي وأعطيت الشفاعة وكان النبي يبعث إلى قومه خاصة this hadith will go through it section by section as we come along. But generally speaking, then the Prophet ﷺ says in this hadith that I've been given five things that nobody else from the Prophet was given before me. And the beginning of the hadith he mentions, ﷺ, meaning that I was given uh, the fact that the enemies were fearful of the Prophet ﷺ. Up to a distance of a month traveling, even a month away from that distance, if they heard about the Prophet ﷺ coming, then fear would be struck into their hearts. So, why did the Prophet ﷺ mention these things that I've been given these five things? Because this is from speaking about the blessings of Allah upon you. The Prophet ﷺ here was speaking about the blessings of Allah upon him, that he has been given these specific items that no other Prophet was given before him. And it doesn't mean that the Prophet ﷺ was only given five specific things. He was given many specific things that no others were given. This hadith doesn't mean that there were only five things that the Prophet ﷺ was given that the other Prophets weren't given. There were many things that the Prophet ﷺ was given specifically that the other Prophets and Messengers were not given. Uh, some of the scholars, they have books on this. Al-Imam Asiyuti, he has a book where he mentioned roughly 200 Items that the Prophet ﷺ was given and the others were not given. So this is about speaking regarding the blessings. The Prophet ﷺ was speaking of the blessings of Allah upon him. And that's because the scholars they say, or rather because of that the scholars they say, that there are three actions that a person may do to indicate his gratitude for the blessings that he's been given. The first of those is, that he mentions those blessings, he speaks about the blessings of Allah upon him. Secondly, that he also acknowledges those blessings in his heart. He acknowledges and he understands that these blessings are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is a part of accepting the blessing from Allah and understanding that blessing from Allah. The third part is that he then uses this blessing which he has been given in the obedience of Allah. The blessing which he has been given, he uses it for the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He uses it for the obedience of Allah. Because if a person does not use the blessings he has been given in the obedience of Allah, then it is possible that those blessings may be taken from him. So the Prophet ﷺ says in this hadith, that I have been given these five affairs, nobody else has been given them before me. And like we said, that is not restriction to only five affairs, there were others too. But here the Prophet ﷺ mentioned five of them. And the first of them was, نُسِرْتُ بِالرُّعْبِ مَسِيرَةَ شَهَرٍ 
meaning anna Allah azza wa jal yaj'alu ar-ru'ba fi qulubi a'da'ihi 'inda sama'ihim biqudumihi wa hum ba'iduna 'anhu masafata shahr lil-rahila this means that when the prophet sallallahu was going out to attack or he was going out uh, journeying towards any group of people even when he sallallahu was a month away that distance away then the people if they heard about that the fear would be uh, would uh, strike into their hearts even though the Prophet ﷺ may have been a month away in distance. And in reality, most of those or all of those people were within a month's traveling distance. That's how far they were in those days, because not many places were residential places. So uh, that's what's mentioned, that even up to a month's worth of distance, then if they heard about the Prophet ﷺ coming's fear, would strike into their hearts, the enemies. Secondly, the second affair the Prophet ﷺ mentions, وَجُعِلَتْ لِيَ الْأَرْضُ مَسْجِدًا وَطَهُورًا And the earth, all of it has been made as a masjid and pure for me. Meaning that the earth, all of it is pure and it is correct to pray upon and to prostrate upon. And this is in opposition to the previous prophets and messengers. The previous prophets and messengers, they had specific places where they were to worship specific places where they were to go to worship. Whereas the Prophet ﷺ, then the whole of the earth was made as a place of worship, as a place of sujood, prostration, and ibadah, and salah, the whole of the earth. And there are certain exceptions of course, but generally speaking, the whole of the earth is pure and as a place of worship. And like we said, the previous Prophets and Messengers, they had to go to specific places, and they were known as, for example, the Maharib or the Kana'is, those particular places where they used to go to, to worship. Just like it's mentioned about uh, Maryam, uh, Zakariah, that they used to worship in the Mihrab. The Mihrab in the olden days is not like the Mihrab of the Masjid. That's not the meaning. The Mihrab in the old days, a place where they used to worship. A place where they used to worship. لِأَنَّ مَوْضِعَ الْعِبَادَةِ يُسَمَّ مِحْرَابًا In the olden days, that's what it was called. Mihrab is a place where you worship, not the mihrab in the masjid. Uh, so this is uh, what used to happen before, that they had specific places to worship, but now the Prophet ﷺ mentions that the whole of the earth is made pure. The whole of the earth is made pure, tahuran. That it is pure and all of the earth, the soil can be used for tayammum. All of it can be used for tiyammum and all of it is a place of worship. However, the scholars have differed on the ruling regarding tiyammum. If a person wants to make tiyammum, he makes tiyammum, then is that something which suffices and he doesn't need to make the wudu even if he finds water afterwards? I.e. is it a full wudu? Is it a full replacement for the wudu? When you make tayammum, is that a full replacement for the wudu? For example, um, for example, a person makes tayammum and he is going to pray dhuhr. Maybe half an hour before dhuhr, he is looking, he's looking, he can't find any water, and he makes tayammum. Then five minutes just before the prayer is about to start, all of a sudden some water appears. What's the ruling now? Can he say, well, I looked for water, I searched for water, there wasn't any, so I made my tayammum. Therefore, I can pray now. 
Or is the ruling now that he must make his wudu now? The water is there now. The tayammum no longer counts. Meaning when water is found, does the tayammum become falsified? Or can we say that no, he is still upon a state of purification? Because he made that purification in a state where there was no water, or he was unable to use it, and therefore it continues. So which of the two is it? Is tayammum something which is a full replacement for the wudu, meaning it removes the impurity? Or is it just something that is a temporary fix? That temporarily you can make wudu until you find water. When you find water, that's it. Wudu is finished. Uh, the tayammum is finished rather, and the wudu must be made. So which of the two is correct? This is something the scholars, they've differed about. اختلف العلماء في رفع الحدث بالتيمم على قولين فمنهم من ذهب إلى أنه لا يرفع الحدث وإنما يبيح العبادة إباحة مؤقتة Some of the scholars said that tayammum it doesn't remove the impurity like wudu It only makes your worship permissible for you to do temporarily Because you can't find any water so you make the tayammum temporarily To make that worship, to make that prayer But then if the water is found that's it that temporary time is finished. And the reason why they say that, and many of the scholars, they do say that, that the tayammum, it doesn't remove the impurity. It just makes it permissible for you to pray, etc. temporarily. Why do they say that? Because there is a narration, which we're going to come to as well later on, where it says that you can make tayammum for as long as you want, even if it was 10 years. فَإِذَا وَجَدَ الْمَا فَلْيَتَّقِ اللَّهَ وَلْيُمِسَّهُ بَشَرَتَهُ However, the hadith says, even though you can make tayammum as long as you want, if you can't find water, if you do find water, then fear Allah and use it. Put that water to your skin. The hadith says, if you find water, then use it. So many of the scholars, they say that the tayammum is only temporary. It's only a temporary fix. You can only use that temporarily to worship. And when water is found, that's it. The tayammum is gone, you must use the water. Because this hadith says... You can continue to make the tayammam, but if you find the water, then use the water. وَمِمَّا يُؤَيِّدُ هَذَا الْقَوْلِ أَنَّ عَمْرِ بْنِ الْعَاصِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ كَانَ أَمِيرًا عَلَى صَرِيَّةٍ عَلَى صَرِيَّةٍ يُقَالُ لَهَا ذَاتُ الصَّلَاسِلِ فَأَصَابَهُ احْتِلَامٌ بِاللَّيْلِ وَكَانَ الْجَوُّ آنَ ذَاكْ بَارِدًا جِدًّا وَالِاغْتِسَالُ حِينَهَا لَا يُطَاقُ لِبْرُودَةِ الْمَا فَلِمَا فَلَمَّا اسْتَيْقَظَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ اجْتَهَدَ فَتَيَمَّمَ وَصَلَّى بِأَصْحَابِهِ وَالْمَاءُ عِنْدَهُ فَلَمَّا قَدِمُوا إِلَى النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ أَخْبَرَهُ بِذَلِكَ قَالَ صَلَّيْتَ بِأَصْحَابِكَ وَأَنْتَ جَنُبٌ قَالَ نَعَمْ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ ذَكَرْتُ قَوْلَهُ ذَكَرْتُ قَوْلَهُ تَعَالَى وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا أَنْفُسَكُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ بِكُمْ رَحِيمًا فَأَقَرَّهُ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ عَلَى ذَلِكَ وَلَمْ يَأْمُرْهُ بِالْإِعَادَةِ وَمَحَلُّ الشَّاهِدِ هُنَا قَوْلُهُ صَلَّيْتَ بِأَصْحَابِكَ وَأَنْتَ جَنُبٌ فدل هذا على أن الجناب باقية وأن التيمم أباح الصلاة فقط إذ لو أنه كان رافعا للحدث لما قال له النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم صليت بأصحابك وأنت جنوب Another evidence they used to say that tayammum is only something temporary it doesn't remove the impurity it just makes it permissible for you to do your act of worship it makes it temporarily permissible not something that removes the impurity like wudu and you're upon a state of wudu, you could pray five prayers with it. It only removes or makes it permissible for you to worship for that time period. What's the evidence? The hadith of Amr ibn al-As. On one occasion when he was the leader of a battalion, 
he had a wet dream. So he was in a state of Janaba. He was in a state of Janaba. However, the weather was very cold in those days, at that time. And it wasn't possible to make ghusl because of the coldness of the weather and the coldness of the water. It was not possible. Nobody had the ability to be able to make water, uh, to make ghusl with that freezing water and that freezing temperature. So when he woke up and he was in a state of Janaba, he made ijtihad. He recognized that it was too cold to make uh, to use the water and that this could have extremely damaging effects upon him, even kill him, uh, due to the freezing water and the freezing weather. So instead he made ijtihad and he made tayammum. Even though water was available, water was there, but it was freezing cold. And to try to make ghusl in that was very difficult, if not impossible. So he made ijtihad and he used tayammum instead. He didn't use the water, the freezing water. And he prayed. He prayed with the, the people. He led the people in prayer. Afterwards, he mentioned it to the Prophet ﷺ that this is what he did. So the Prophet ﷺ said, you prayed with them and you were still in Janaba? He said, yes, because I remembered the statement of Allah, do not kill yourselves, in, indeed Allah is ever merciful to you. So he said, you know, this statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do not kill yourselves, the water was freezing, the weather was freezing, it was impossible to try to use that water in that freezing weather and the water is freezing. So, the point being, the Prophet ﷺ then acknowledged that. He agreed with him that this was okay. In that situation, it was a situation where he was unable to use the cold water. He was unable to use the cold water and therefore he used the tayammum. But the point being, the Prophet ﷺ said to him, you prayed and you were still in Janaba, Meaning that when he did tayammum, the tayammum made it permissible for him to be able to pray, but it didn't remove his janaba. He was still in a state of janaba, which had to be removed later with water. So the tayammum, it only made it permissible. It made it permissible to pray, but not to remove the janaba. It didn't remove the janaba. That's another evidence they use. وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ ذَهَبَ إِلَىٰ أَنَّ تَيَمُّمْ يَقُومُ مَقَامَ الْمَاءَ تَمَامًا بِرَفْعِ الْحَدَثِ الْأَسْغَرَ وَالْأَكْبَرَ the second opinion is that tayammum actually is exactly the same as water. So if you use it, it removes the impurity and you are upon a state of purity completely. It's not just something temporary to allow you to worship in that temporary time, but rather it is something that is just like water. Like if you make wudu, that's it. As long as you don't break your wudu, you can continue to pray upon that wudu. Then they say that the, water, the tayammum is just like the water in that sense, that you can continue upon this way. And this, the Shaykh says, Shaykh Salih al-Fawzan, appears to be the stronger statement and the correct statement. And this is what Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, and also ibn al-Qayyim, that tayammum is just like water. If you make tayammum, it's as if you've made wudu. It's removed the impurity. If you make tayammum from janaba, it's as if you've made the ghusl. It removes the janaba. وَيُسْتَفَادُ أَيْضًا مِنْ ظَاهِرِ الْكَلَامِ أَنَّ الْأَرْضَ جُعِلَتْ لَهُ طَهُورًا أَنَّ جَمِيعَ أَجْزَاءِ عَلَيْهَا غُبَارِ الْأَرْضَ uh, this also indicates that the earth, all of it is permissible to use uh, whatever type of earth that might be, whether it is sand, or it is soil, or it is uh, rocky, or sabkha, or sabkha. So it's another type of earth. 
But the point being that this hadith indicates there are different types of ground, soil, earth, uh, sandy, rocky, all of those types, as long as they have some dust on them, then they are permissible to use. That's what the hadith seems to indicate. And we will come to more detail of this throughout the chapter. So this hadith indicates that all of the various parts of the land and the earth are uh, permissible to use in making that tayammum. And that is what this hadith in its generality indicates. The next hadith, hadith of Hudayfa, says, جُعْلَتْ لَنَا تُرْبَتُهَا طَهُورًا إِذَا لَمْ نَجِدَ الْمَاءِ إِذَا لَمْ نَجِدَ الْمَاءِ وَعَنْ عَلِي رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ عِنْدَ أَحْمَدْ وَجُعْلَ لِيَ التُرَابُ طَهُورًا So this next hadith is now going to go into more detail regarding the type of soil which is allowed to use to make the tayammum. And inshallah ta'ala, that's what we'll begin with next time. The hadith explaining the type of soil that can be used to make the tayammum. So we'll conclude upon that point for now. And we'll carry on from next Saturday inshallah ta'ala. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين